Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. This morning we're going to be talking about liberty. If you have your Bible, turn to John 8, 31 and 32. John 8, 31 and 32 as we get going. Now, as, as Trevor shared and as the video is shared and so forth this morning, uh, we've celebrated freedom this weekend. We've celebrated the understanding of what many of our forefathers fought for. And we understand so long ago there was a, a freedom that happened on, many people believe it was July 4th, but July the 2nd. July the 2nd, according to history, the, uh, was the date that was set aside. But on July 4th, the Continental Congress formally adopted the Declaration of Independence, which had been largely written by Jefferson. Though the vote for actual independence took place on the 2nd of July, from then the 4th became known as the celebration of the birth of American independence. American independence, we enjoy certain freedoms in our country. And we think, well, the, there's, there's a tightening or restricting of that, but we understand in America we have far greater independence than we have anywhere in the world. In the world, there are freedoms that are, that are no longer available, that are there, but we're thankful for, more than anything, our freedom we have in Christ. Our freedom we have in Christ is not bearing on what mankind might say or restrict or anything else. Our freedom in Christ is and already was decided a long time ago. When Jesus chose to die for our sins, he paid for our freedom. When you and I become a child of God, we accept what he did, and we no longer become a slave to sin. We become children of God. And I am thankful that we can celebrate that kind of liberty, that kind of freedom in our world today. There are so many people that become enslaved to sin become so wrought with sin that it takes on their lives. They fully engage in, and it develops in their life, and it becomes something many people didn't expect to get into, but, but sin left unrepentant, it continues to grow and continues to grow. So there's, a, there's an understanding of history where we came from. There's a history of sin. Secondly, liberty. What does liberty mean? Liberty is the quality or state of being free. There's a difference when God has given us liberty. That means that that is absolutely something that cannot be taken away. But if we look at universal, the, the understanding of universal uh, slavery during the time of Jesus, and even during the time of the ancient world, 
The law of Moses provided that a Hebrew slave was to serve six years and go free in the seventh. This provision of the law lies behind Jeremiah 34, which is a passage that says two things very plainly. What the law required was recognized, but two, uh, many failed to comply with it. But whoever practiced the law, after 49 years, there was a year of jubilee when all property would be returned to its original owners and slaves would be freed. So liberty might be given for other reasons as well. If an owner destroyed the sight of an eye or knocked out a tooth, the slave must be free for the loss of the eye or tooth. In somewhat gloomy passage, Job reflects in Sheol, the slave is free from his master. In another vein, there's, there's the, the appreciation of this freedom. While the Messiah comes, when the Messiah comes, one of his tasks will be to proclaim liberty to the captives. Old Testament thought of this liberty in terms of freedom from foreign domination, but the Messiah is concerned basically with making the spirits of man free. That means that there are sometimes, you see in the Bible, there's fasting, meaning to abstain from something, abstain from food primarily, but to abstain from something to let the oppressed go free. So liberty is a way of life before God, as well as a state of being free from shackles. In the New Testament, it comes as a literal release from captivity. All four of the, gospel, all four of the Gospels refer to the Jewish custom of a prisoner set free at Passover and to the release of Barabbas. There are references to the release of prisoners. Not dissimilar is the thought of being freed from illnesses. But there are some things here that, that's referenced in Scripture that really rings true to us today. It's the importance of being a bond slave to Christ and being free. Paul wrote, For he who is called in the Lord is a slave, is a freed man to the Lord. Likewise, he who is free was called a slave of Christ. All believers have been bought with a great price. That price is the blood of Christ. And we belong to Him and we serve Him. We have been liberated from our sin and there's freedom in that, whatever the outward circumstances might be. So understanding the difference between being a slave to sin and being free in Him, there's no law restriction that can take that freedom away from you and I. There's no understanding that when we mess up, we lose that sin. Yes, I mean, I mean that freedom. That freedom is given to us because of what Jesus did. And when we become a child of God, yes, sin can still creep in and get in our way. But we who have tasted and seen, we who have known that, that He truly makes us free, understand what it means to come back to Him. So the Scriptures this morning... The main scripture verses that really speak to this uh, is verses 31 and 32 of chapter 8. And those verses say this, and it's really important that you get this, in, in light of what liberty and freedom is all about as Christian believers. Verse 31 says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed Him, If you continue in My word, then you are truly My disciples. And if you... And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
The truth will set you free. That means that regardless of what you and I encounter or face in this life, that we consider hardship, temptation, that we consider sin in this life, that the only means of freedom is in Christ, in Christ alone. That means that despite what we face and what we come against, what can stand against Christ who has set us free? Absolutely nothing can stand against Him. And here's the reality. I think a lot of times we deal with things that feel so heavy upon us until we remind, remind ourselves that we are free because Christ has set us free. That those burdens, those pains, those sorrows, those hardships, those sicknesses, those times in our life where we don't understand why or how and we ask the questions, that doesn't change the freedom we have as children of God. As children of God, who makes us free? It's Jesus Christ. His sacrifice, He paid a price for our freedom. He laid down His life. And there's no greater thing a brother can do than lay down his life for his friend. Amen? There's no greater thing. See, Jesus willingly did that. It wasn't that Jesus was forced to do what he did, because at any point he could have walked away. But Jesus, in his great love for us, chose to be beaten and scourged for my sin and your sin. Jesus chose to do that. He chose to die on a cruel cross. This was not an easy way out. This was torturous and painful, and He paid that price. But Jesus said over and over again, you're going to see the Son of Man die, but wait three days. Nothing can conquer me. God is real. He is evident, He is with us, and He is the only means to true liberty, true freedom. And how do we stay connected to Him? We continue in His Word. We continue in His Word. When you and I are looking for truth and direction, and we're looking for understanding of current times, we look to His Word. When we look for understanding through a particularly hard time in our lives, when we walk through a diagnosis, a temptation, a desire, all of those things that lead into sin, when we look to an answer, we look to God for that answer. Because in Him, we recognize that you and I are not in control. Amen? Thank goodness, right? We recognize that God is in control. No matter how seemingly out of control the world is, God is still in control. And what mankind needs today is the same thing mankind always needs, freedom from sin. There's a lot of people that are looking for freedoms for earthly things. And the Bible tells us we're merely a vapor, right? That nothing lasts. The only thing that endures is Him. The only thing that endures is our liberty in Jesus Christ. And if Christ is in our life, if Christ is for us, who can stand against us? Anybody? Anything? 
And if we are a Christian believer and we know Christ and we have that relationship, can it be taken away? Well, my Bible says no. Now, you and I can walk away. We can go wayward. We can do things we shouldn't do. But that doesn't diminish the Father's love for us. That means that when we stray, we know how to approach God and come back home. That means when you and I get off the path that God intends for us, that God always makes a way where there was no way. See, freedom in Him changes everything. And we understand that the world around us might say, well, you've burned up all your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth chances. And God says what? My love. Come home. God calls us by name. And if you've been at that place in your life where you have not known Christ, and He called you by name, and you recognize your sin... It's almost like this. Have you ever done one of these things where you think somebody called your name and you kind of turn around to do this right here, right? You start looking around, did they really call my name? You understand that Jesus calls your name. That He tells you that He loves you. That He expresses that love by His death, burial, and resurrection. That He, that he shares with you your worth and all of that. And He says, if you want to be free from this sin... If you want to truly know what freedom is, then come to me. If you want to know what my love is all about, then come to me. And if you ever want to have true liberty, come to me. See, in this world, there are so many people that become enslaved to so many different things. But true freedom from sin True liberty comes through Him. Scripture tells us this right here. They say the wages of sin is death. You and I are due what, because of what we've done, our sin and how it's led us to be. That means that we, our just payment for our sin is death. But Jesus made a plan in all of this. Jesus made a way in all of this. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we may be made the righteousness of God through Him. See, Jesus arose from the grave to conquer sin and death for all who receive Him as God's free gift. So how can you receive God's free gift of love and life? How can you receive that? See, there's a difference in knowing up here and knowing right here. Amen? There's a lot of people that are smart and they know up here, but somehow the message of Christ doesn't make it right here. See, this is where true freedom is. True freedom is in where God penetrates the very core of you, your heart. And He reaches into your life. And He says this in Romans 10. says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Believing 
and confessing, acknowledging that you are a sinner, that Jesus died for you, and the only true path of freedom that you have in this country, in this life, in this world, is to acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior. Will you do that on this day? Romans 10, 13 says this, For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. See, Jesus, throughout the Scriptures, was pointing this out. Many people felt like, okay, Israel are the people of God, so only they can be saved. Jesus turned that on its head and said, whoever. That means any of us. No matter how deep and enslaved to sin we might be, we find liberty and freedom in Christ. This is the message of the Scriptures. This is the message of the Gospel. This is what God did as He released us in this freedom. It's the only means of salvation through Jesus Christ. And we always say, well, i got to do this first. Or maybe I'm not good enough. Or I've done enough bad things to where it's kind of like, you know, there's, there's no way He could forgive me. Jesus died for you while you were still a sinner. He knew what you were going to do. And yet chose to die for you. It's not about you, it's about what He did. It's about His sacrifice. And if you acknowledge Him, you become a disciple of His. And if you continue in His Word, you will know truth, and truth will make you free. There's some that say, well, the Bible's a lot of rules to follow. But if I truly understand Him as Lord and Savior, I'm going to want to do what He's called me to do, amen? I'm going to want to live that way. And it's not a restriction... It's a means of being free. Because when you and I look and we say, God, how? God, how do I do these things I'm called to do? His Word lays it out, written to us, and says this. This is the way. Follow me. Let me show you what freedom's all about. See, lastly this morning, there's a battleground that's going on. And we've got to know who Christ is, and we've got to know when to fight. You and I must understand a number of things. That as Christian believers, we represent Christ. You and I don't represent ourselves. We represent Christ. As Christian believers, everything in us, about us, should point back to who is greatest in our lives. Christ needs to reign supreme in our life because you and I may just very well be the only Christ that some people see walking around today. And there are so many inauthentic versions, right? There are so many people who claim to be Christians yet live just like the world around us. Or they claim to be Christians, and they accept things which are very much against the Word of God. That means if we truly understand Christian belief systems and understand who we are, and we have this freedom, then we need to represent Christ in this world. 
I think of the example I heard, I've heard throughout my life, and maybe you've heard this too. Have you ever been told you look or act like your father? Anybody ever been told you look or act like your father? That was one of the comparisons I, I didn't like growing up because in a small town, there are a lot of people, oh, you're so-and-so, son, so you know, I'll give you a shot or a chance at, at working here, doing this or, or, or engaging in that, or you're so-and-so, son, it can be a bad thing or a good thing. Whether we agreed or not, as those who know Christ's liberty, shouldn't we look and act like our Heavenly Father more and more every day? Shouldn't somebody walk up to us and, and, and lovingly say, you know what, I think you look like Christ. I want to become like Christ because I know you and how you love the world. And if Christ is that good, then he is great and I want to know him. There's some people that need to see you and I. See, we are not followers of a timid or frightened Savior. See, I truly believe he's as ferocious as a lion. He is strong. He is mighty. And many people, I truly believe, have fought battles of many kind. From actual war to spiritual war. To the mind and the body. Here's what doesn't change. God doesn't change. Scripture tells us that He is ever present in our time of need. Amen? I love the story that came years ago. And uh, many of you were, uh, were able to hear this, understand this. Many of you know this because you've, you've fought. Uh, but if you've ever seen the, the movie based on a real-life occasion, Hacksaw Ridge, anybody saw that? Anybody watched that? It was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty on point. But the person behind the story was this, Desmond Doss. And it says of him, on April the 1st of 1942, he joined the U.S. Army. Little did he realize that three and a half years later, he would be standing on the White House lawn receiving the nation's highest award for bravery and courage under fire. See, he was a Seventh-day Adventist who during combat had not killed a single enemy soldier. In fact, he refused to carry a gun. His only weapons were his Bible and his faith in God. He was willing to risk his life on the front lines in order to pursue and preserve freedom. When he joined the army, Desmond assumed that his classification as a conscientious objector would not require him to carry a weapon. He wanted to be an army combat medic. See, they saw him as liability. Nobody believed he was a soldier without, without a weapon. Here he could be worthwhile because of that. Next to the words, thou shalt not kill, was a drawing of Cain holding a club and standing over his body of his brother Abel. Desmond, as a young one, would look at that and picture and ask, why did he kill Abel? How in the world could a brother do such a thing? In Desmond's mind, God said, if you love me, you won't kill. With that picture firmly embedded in his mind, he determined that he would never take a life. Things began turning around when the man discovered that this quiet, unassuming medic had a way to heal their blisters on their march-weary feet. And if someone fainted from heat stroke, he was there by his side, offering his own canteen. Now in May of 1945, as the German troops were surrendering on the other side of the world, Japanese troops 
were fiercely defending to their last man the only remaining barrier, Okinawa and the Medea Escarpment, to an allied invasion of the homeland. Less than a third of the men made it back down. The rest lay wounded, scattered across enemy soil, abandoned and left for dead if they weren't already. One lone soldier disobeyed orders and charged back into the firefight to rescue as many as men as he could before he either collapsed or died trying. He saved in his determination and courage on that day 75 lives. 75 lives. Eventually the man... The brave man took Hacksaw Ridge. See, that's freedom of another kind. But when we understand the freedoms we have in this country, we understand the freedoms we have in Christ. And if Christ, who has paid for our sin, has set us free, then you and I are truly, truly free indeed. Let's pray. Father God, on this day, God, we come to you. God, we remember the freedom we have and the freedoms that have been paid for on many battlefields across time. But Heavenly Father, we think of the spiritual battle that each person faces, God. God, we might be free, but we'll never taste freedom until we understand who you are as Lord and Savior. Until we understand that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. And that if we truly believe and confess, Heavenly Father, you have promised to save us from our sins. Heavenly Father, you, you even decided the matter years ago as you showed us your great love on that cruel cross. Heavenly Father, you gave us hope and eternal life for a future when three days later you rose from that. Heavenly Father, God, I just pray today that if we're looking for true freedom, true liberty, Father, we look to you. Because if you've set us free, we are truly free indeed. And Heavenly Father, if you are for us, then what can stand against us? Father, I think of the days and the times that we live in and how much more so we need to be reminded of this fact each and every day. Heavenly Father, God, you are the one who guides and governs, directs and shows our life, that continues to forgive us. Heavenly Father, work in this time of invitation, God. Help us to respond in a way that only you can, in a way that only leads to freedom. Heavenly Father, I just love you and I thank you for the freedom we have. And I thank you for the freedom you offer today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have. And we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day, and remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.